ML Nation, episode 525. This is what I want to be a part of. I want to be a part of a movement of people that want to earn more, to give more, that want to show up in a bolder way. Welcome to MLM Nation, a podcast of leaders, by leaders, for leaders, hosted by Simon Chan. He's built teams to over 80,000 and is now a full-time business coach and trainer. So if you're ready to level up your business, join us right now. Here is Simon Chan. ML Nation, this is Simon Chan. I'm fried up to bring our special guest today all the way from Gold Coast, Australia with Anna Richards. Hey, Anna, are you ready to make it happen? Born ready, Simon. Really, I really was. I'm so excited. Now, Anna comes from a very unique background. I have over 500 different shows. This is the first time we had someone that worked for a politician and then she discovered network marketing in 2013. How do you go from politics to network marketing? Anyway, today, Anna I was going to share that story. She and her husband has built an organization of over 20,000 customers and our six-figure earners, and they live out in Gold Coast, Australia. So Anna, I give it to ML Nation a brief background, but why don't you share with us, how did you go from uh, politics, helping a politician to, getting, to doing network marketing? So it's a good question, a very good question, because I always say I'm somebody that was, um, they say that you're either sort of inspired from your, or your you come from inspiration or desperation? And I certainly didn't come from desperation. I had a fantastic income. I was happy in my career. I was very corporate through and through, goal getter, um, going places, climbing the corporate ladder. But I suppose it was more foresight. And my husband and I both had phenomenal corporate income. We were creating this awesome life for ourselves, but we were always conscious that ultimately we wanted to have children. Um, We didn't also just want to be in the rat race our entire lives. And so we were always actually, not, I don't want to say always, it's like from birth I wasn't, but for many, 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 many years together, we were looking for something like a better way. And we were looking at franchising, we were looking at online businesses, we were looking at Amazon, we were looking at all different ways to generate an income. And this literally fell in my lap. I caught up with a a complete stranger. She was like the healthiest, happiest, most energetic, coolest chick I'd ever met. And yeah, I just sort of followed her journey and, and I said, told her my goals and she said, do you know how you're actually going to do that? I want to retire my mom. And I said, no, I don't. And she just said, well, I do. And here's how we're going to do it. And she drew a compens- our company's compensation plan out. And I was like, shut up and take my money, essentially. It was just like nothing had ever come along like that before. And so I said, yes. And that was six years ago. And here we are. So how did you meet the stranger? Great, <laughs> great question. No, so, and this is why I always say your net worth, is, it is your network. So I, we were very, very lucky to be put into a private message together. A mutual friend just connected us and just said, you two have to meet. She still doesn't do the business today, which I I love. I think, uh, I don't know, I know that sounds weird, but she just genuinely saw us both posting. Her thing was, you guys are posting the same stuff on the same day. You have to meet. You guys will get along so well. And, yeah, she put us in a PM. She's my best friend today, Peter, PK. She um, she was a PT at the time and I was sort of blogging as well on top of politics and everything else and we caught up and the rest is sort of history. It was just it was honestly just a mutual connection of like-minded people that were very positive and she wanted us to meet, which I think is beautiful. And I think the interesting story, the friend that's a connector, 
She's still not in the business. No. It's not meant for everyone. And that, and that, and I love that. I and I say that all the time. I say I think certain uh, companies' products. You know, if you're very, I'm extremely passionate about ours, but. I always say your products might be for everybody, but our business model isn't necessarily. It's definitely, that's what I'm actually excited about with network marketing and I'm, we'll probably get to that, but something for me that I always say, it's not a matter of if anymore, it's a matter of when, but I absolutely respect and understand and recognize that, you know, the business model isn't necessarily for everyone. And But I love what I'm seeing more and more in Australia anyway is that if people are looking for a different way, even if women aren't in the um, profession themselves, they're recommending it. And that's mm. cool. Like that's really cool. And that's basically how I got started. This woman, a good friend, wasn't um, in the company. She wasn't interested in the business model, but she obviously saw potential in me and saw, you know, wanted to help PK out and connected us. So before that, had you been approached by network marketing before? Never. I had never heard of it, ever. I had never heard of it. I didn't know what it was. I came home that night and I was so excited. And my husband, who was a big skeptic, that's our story, he was like, you've been scammed. What are you doing? And I was like, what are you on about? Like, it's some products. And if I share them, I can get Like, it was so foreign to me that, like, because I had been in federal politics, I had done a business degree, I, I loved business. So when a compensation plan was drawn to me, the business model, I just was like, that makes so much sense. So I always say, I'm very, maybe I'm blessed, maybe that was a gift because I went quite quickly, that I had no reservations. I didn't carry anyone's junk around, you know, someone's uncle that had stocked toilet paper in a garage from 30 years ago sort of thing. So I'd never heard of it. I didn't know what it was. I just understood the power of leverage and I understood the power of connection and referrals and that made so much sense to me. And so, yeah, I got, I absolutely, people say, when you started the products, how soon after did you take a look at the business? I was looking at that business from, I mean, I always say I, I, my pack, my order got mm. put in the system at 10 o'clock on a Friday night because we went to dinner. I was, I'd learnt, I was learning our compensation plan by 6.30 a.m. the next day. Like I was, and I was like, if I'm going to invest money, even from a product perspective, I'm going to want to know the ins and outs of this company. Mm. I think the, uh, the aha moment here for our listeners and viewers is that you've never been approached by network marketing before. Because on the outside, you probably didn't need it, or you weren't a good prospect, right? You made good income. You and your husband live well. You have good, good income. And you may have been like on the chicken list of a lot of people, never been approached. Yeah. Never, never exactly. prejudge. Exactly. Never make assumptions ever and never prejudge. Everybody has a number. Like, that's what I always say. Everybody has a number, right? So from that business model perspective, it's like every, like all the conversations that I have, I'll always say to people, you know, if time and money was, were of no consequence, what would you love to be doing? And they're like, oh, no, no, I'm happy. I'm like, no, I get that. I was too. But everybody's got a number. What would that figure be for you? And, I mean, they can be the wealthiest people on the planet and they still have a number. Maybe they want to give six figures a year then to, you know, contribute to a charity, which that's what I get passionate about. I'm like, phenomenal. So, yeah, never prejudge and never assume. So you said you got started on Friday night. You start looking at the pay plan on Saturday morning. How was your first couple of weeks like? Doing the business, it, it, phenomenal because I was still I was very focused on on feeling the products. So as much as I and that's I mean that's a big thing as well, right? I always say. 
when people go, I'm just not sure about the business model, I'm like, that's fine because at the end of the day, you have to have that authentic product. You do. You have to have that authentic product experience to share your experience. That's what this is all about. So for me, it was really, I say, putting my oxygen mask on first, feeling the products, leaning into the tools and learning the systems and just taking more of a look at the company, the vision, the, the mission statement. Really, I mean, that's what I did in politics. If I was going to put my boss in front of somebody, I needed to make sure that they had a strong background, that they had a, a good mission statement as a company, things like that. So I was almost, in a sense, doing my due diligence. But then once, I mean, our products are phenomenal. So once the product started to work, People organically started to ask me regardless and then that's when the business model really started. And it's funny for me, I always say when it really started and it's like the silliest story, but I, my husband, who was the biggest skeptic, he just thought I'd gone mad. He saw the results in me very quickly and so he wanted a pack. So he said, all right, get me whatever, get me something. And so we got him a pack and then I got an email at like 6 a.m. or earlier on a Tuesday morning. So my first like commission pay from the company. And you got to remember again, I'm on a six-figure incredible corporate salary and it was 80 bucks. And I remember mm. screaming. Like I was like, and Morgan, my husband's like, what's wrong? What's wrong? I'm like, I just got paid. And I think I was a week into it. And he was like, that's really awesome. Like, that's cool. And from, I always say from then on, that's when I really, like I remember going into work that day and I was like, this freaking business model rocks. Like, everybody sit down. I have to talk to you about it because this is crazy. Like, you get paid to refer people to a product you love. What do you think are some of the mistakes that new distributors make? Why they struggle? Especially new ones, which we just get oh. started. So, I think two big things, and they're linked and almost such a dichotomy of each other. Number one, I think... And this is the best way that I can explain it just to tell like almost a story. Like say you are a teacher, they come in and they're a teacher and, and so many people now are joining for the business model, which I love, but there are still people out there that have hesitations or objections and misunderstandings. So this teacher starts in, the, in their company and overnight they almost try and become that professional network marketer and position themselves like their Facebook and their Instagram and everything becomes almost like a shop front. And then they're showing up and they're, they're almost too selly. It's like, buy my stuff. And it's like, hang on a second, yesterday you were a teacher and today you're this, you know, hyper-active marketing, network marketing guru. That's it, It's just too much of a jump for their network. And I think then, but in other ways, so like the other mistake that too many people make is that they're almost scared of what people will say. So they're at the other end of the spectrum and mm. they're like, I don't want to say anything and I'm too scared to say anything. So it's slower, right? And you cannot take off if the plane's got – like to take a plane off, you do – you have to get the momentum. You have to go. You have to – the, the pilot at the end of the day has to put his foot down and trust that plane's going to take off. So I think that dichotomy is almost – there's one end of the spectrum and people just do nothing. They're frozen in fear. So they go slow and then because they're not earning enough quick enough – it's like, well, this doesn't work. And it's like, no, it does. There's hundreds of thousands of examples. And then the other end where people show up and they're almost so excited that they just completely change overnight and put their network off. So I think there's this beautiful gap that as professional network marketers we can fill. And what I love to train on and show up as an example of is just sharing the journey and taking people on, on that journey and owning that 
yes, you've aligned with whatever company you've aligned with, beautiful, and why you've aligned with it, so important, I really believe that, and then taking people on that journey. So what does that look like and and how are you just going to incorporate it into your normal day-to-day life? That just become just like you were a soccer mom yesterday and a teacher, this is just another beautiful hat that you now wear. Hmm. So just filling that gap and then taking people on the journey. So that's where I think it's like, it's a dichotomy. I don't think it's one thing. It's it's almost like one or the other. Yeah, it's like it's a assertiveness in the level. They're either too assertive and go all out and just scare off their friends, or they just hide in the shell and no assertiveness at all, right? And like you said it best, it's like you don't need to have that much success, but people want to share, follow your journey and people are rooting for you and they want to know why. So really good tips there. Uh, what was like a turning point for you? I mean, you had a, you made that $80 check, but was there a specific point that afterwards that like, you specific aha moment or light bulb moment where your business really took off? Yes, I would say, gosh, so many times and the other way as well. Like we've had so many down moments as well. But I know for me, going to our first major national conference, and it was actually in the States, we've got one in Australia, it's in 15 days. But for me, my first one was in the States. And so it was three months into my journey. I remember I was 25 years of age. I'm like going to Vegas. I'm sitting in this conference with, you know, I think, I don't know how many at the time, it'd be 10,000. You know, I never experienced this on any level. People were happy. People were earning money. I was like, what is this world? And I remember Morgan still, he was like, he didn't come kicking and screaming, but he definitely was a little bit, he's, a beautiful, he needs fact stats figures. And I remember sitting next to him in Vegas, bawling like a baby, just like, oh, I'm going to do this. Like, this is what I want to do. And I remember I got home from that and from Vegas, so the, the big national conference, and I really hit the ground running. Like, I really owned it. I, we, you know, did a 90-day game plan, really utilised the systems, really rallied the team. And from there, that's, I mean, I never... I was, I was very, very soon after that, I was able to leave my corporate full-time career and step into this full-time. So, What did you see at that event that really changed your belief and passion? Yeah, it just every, like the biggest thing, it was like farming and then a doctor and then a mom and then people that you just, like everyday people from all walks of life that if you saw them on the street, you would never expect I don't know, not not greatness from them, but it's like, and they were, you know, earning unbelievable amounts of income. They were sharing unbelievable stories. They were happy and they wanted to make a bigger impact in the world. And I was like, that's what I want to do. So it was just, it really was ordinary people doing extraordinary things on a very large scale. Mm-hmm. And everybody together wanted to do that. And I just was like, this is this, like, Call it whatever you want to call it, but I was like, this is what I want to be a part of. I want to be a part of a movement of people that want to earn more, give more, that want to show up in a bolder way, that, you know, want to be, heaven forbid, wealthy and happy. And, yeah, I wanted to be a part of that. So it was just seeing people that like me and not like me and vastly different from me but all with the same sort of common goal and all achieving it. That was huge for me. So I'm always like national events for our team and, like, I'm like, you come. You come. Yes, definitely got to go to your events. Events, events, events. A big part of uh, being having being successful. Yeah, you mentioned down moments. This is my favorite question. What was your worst moment ever in the business? To the point maybe you had doubts or maybe you were miserable, thought about even quitting maybe? 
but you didn't, and that's why you are where you are today. Yeah, and such a good question because I always am like, it's not, you know, we can talk about like all the success, and but it's like. Our, our profession isn't immune to, to down moments and hor- horrible war-kicking moments. And I want to say it's when, you know, our business is halved and then we've built it back up and then halved again and we've built it back up. But I just think that has built character. I, that's not been – I've never lost resolve in those moments. So, But I want people to know that that has happened for full um, transparency and truth. But for me, an, a moment was when I started, I was 25 years of age, it's almost – insane and I won't even go into the depth of it but we my best friend and I said so we were starting this movement in our city Perth which is the most isolated city in the world and we got hate like you can't even imagine so it was just haters in the beginning and like I said I won't go into it because I'm always like I've just never seen anyone come I've, it's never happened to the extent that we copped it when we copped it um so people don't have to worry I never want to speak that into existence for others but that it was just that moment of like sitting, I remember sitting on the floor in my office, bawling my eyes out and there was just Facebook pages about just crazy stuff. And I remember being like, is it worth it? And, and I remember my amazing husband, Morgan, he builds this with me full time. He was like, came in and was like, get up. Of course it's worth it. Like, and get to work because, you know, success is going to deafen these guys and let's just get on with it. And I remember getting up off the floor and had a team call that afternoon and, and just kept going. But I remember that was such a down defining moment. And that, I mean, that moment was at the end of just multiple criticism and multiple hate. And just because we joined a profession that people didn't understand at the time. Australia is very different to America. I love coming to America because everybody's looking for opportunity and you guys are so open. But in Australia, six years ago, people didn't know what network marketing was. People weren't open to the idea. And so for two young females to be, you know, be loudly and proudly coming out saying, hey, we're going to do this and we're, we're starting this movement and, and jump aboard and creating wealth and talking about it, it pissed a lot of people off and they tried to stop us and it never worked. But I absolutely, and that's why I like to tell that story as well because you know, a single mum could join today or a corporate CEO and get that criticism from people that they don't know or people that love them and it can stop them. It stops most network marketers. But I'm like, imagine if in that defining moment for you when people aren't understanding that there is that criticism and you're getting almost hate, not even just criticism, picking yourself back up off the floor, brushing it off and making the next call and doing the team call and sending that message to impact someone's lives with your products. Like that's, that's where that success comes and that's where it was like that relentless consistency that I've just never given up and I know that's what's gotten to me where I am today for sure. When you have that, uh, all that criticism and this I think will help out a lot of our listeners, how do you, st- how did you stay focused? Always, yeah, it is a great question because it is hard and so, like I'm not impervious to, to criticism or pain. Like it hurt. So recognizing and giving myself grace that you know, when it got really bad, that it was just like, wow, this does suck. Not trying to be like, because I tried it for a while, like <coughs> love and relief, and it just wasn't working. But then it was actually, it was 100% focusing on what was good and what was right and how can I serve more and how can I show up louder and how can I go bolder and how can I go bigger and who else can I impact and literally not, I mean, it was there, don't get me wrong, and giving myself grace that it hurt at the time, but then not focusing on it because it was only then going to spiral me lower 
and shifting my entire focus through. Like I did a team, I remember doing a team call that night. Most could have done it. Other people in the team could have done it. But I was like, no, I want to do it because I knew how I felt when I when I trained. I knew how I felt when I showed up for the team and it felt, it feels, it feels so good. So it was just shifting my entire focus like from like the black dot almost of like criticism and hate and people that didn't understand to, okay, that, that's going to be there right now for the moment, but I'm just going to literally shift my entire focus the other way and and seek stories of product transformation and listen to the beautiful mums I'm helping who are, you know, don't have to go back to work with their kids because they're bringing in an income and just just focusing entirely on the positives in that in that really crappy time mm. tremendous. Yeah, thank you for sharing that because because we're human and it's going to hurt, right? We are emotional, but you, you hit it right at the uh, nail that it's like what you focus on and you can think about it, it's going to hurt even more or you just focus on what the good you can do and you immediately, you start doing, you, know, you did a team call. I think if you didn't do that team call, it probably would hurt a lot more the next day and the next day, but you took immediate action because we can't control what other people say, but the only thing we can control is how we think and how we react. So... If any of you are stuck out there where like Anna was, just focus on the amount of, like what she said, the amount of good, what type of value you can do, the people that can help, because it does work, but it's what you focus on that matters. Uh, what did you, what's your vision for Network Work? Where do you see this profession headed to, Anna? Oh, I honestly believe this is what excites me. I'm like, and I keep saying it over and over and over again, but I'm just like, it's just not a matter of if people do network marketing anymore. It's a matter of when. And I just get so excited that in every single household, that like, I don't know the exact statistics. I'm seeing them a lot everywhere from different people, which is I should know them, get them. But I just know that um, like the percentage, it's like it was 20% and now 30 40%, 50% soon of households are looking for that sophisticated side hustle. We're looking for that that extra additional income to bring into their homes. And, you know, Ed, it's the gig economies on the rise of you've got a car, you've got a business, you've got a house, you've got a, you know, Airbnb and Uber and all these things. But it's like, you can literally find a company that you align with with a product that you're going to love and share it and be compensated for that. And so where I see network marketing as a profession is the entire like global takeover in a beautiful, abundant, powerful way. Not, you know, there's no scarcity in that. It's just total abundance. So I get excited that I know that our profession is, is I mean, it's not going anywhere. It's one of the strongest in the world. It's one of the best paid in the world. And I always say I'm passionate about women, but I know that globally the impact that we can make. And, you know, that excites me more than I can say. So that's why I'm always like, just get over your stuff and have the courage to show up and own what you do and, and pick a company, find a company, you know, run in your company, do whatever you have to do because more and more and more people are looking for what we've got. And so it's just a matter of positioning yourself, telling the story, taking people on the journey and knowing, getting excited. Mm. Now you're very structured and you have a very uh, you're very consistent, right? What's your daily routine like? I it's a good one. Um, no, so I'm very much I say, and at the moment I'm in beast mode. I'm calling it beast mode. So at the moment I obviously do this full time. I've done this full time for myself at Morgan and I for I mean it's been six years, five and a half years, um, and I still work this like a business. Like I, I work this full time. So I, and I say if it's not scheduled, it's not done. So for me at the moment, I, I want to do both. When I was full, because most of your listeners are going to be part time. So building this part time with full time jobs. 
So when I was still in full-time corporate, um, I was going to say corporate America, corporate Australia, <laughs> I, was, I was. I was getting up earlier, not much, like 45 minutes, and I was working my business and only income producing. So I was reaching out with tools. I was following up. I, I wasn't like putting a post on social media. That was like I'd do that in my lunch break. So I was income producing. I'd come home from work and then I'd go to an event. I'd get on calls. I'd do team training. It was like the beginning of the day and the end of the day and I worked it and then I worked it to the point where I could leave my corporate career. Now I have all this time and it's not necessarily um, people then leave and it's worse for them because they have more time so they feel it with nonsense and stuff that's not going to move them forward. For me, my morning first and foremost about are about me. So I say I move, eat, think, speak like I love myself. Self-love is very important to me. So it's my own oxygen mask. I go to the gym, I eat our products every single day, I come home, I read for 15 minutes, 20 minutes, and then I get ready. So like I'm ready for the day, I dress on purpose, and then I show up to the business. So I do my one big task a day first, which can be, you know, creating content or an interview or um, if I have a speaking event coming up, doing slides. So that's, that's a big thing to me because I've just found I am most creative in the morning, so that's important to me. Then I do my own still income producing in sort of from 10 to 1-ish, 10 to 12-ish, which is following up, direct asking. You know, I'm out in, in events. I'm meeting new incredible women. And then from 1 to 6, I have a calendar like you, which I love, that's open and available to the team and they just book me. So they book me in three-way calls, Zoom calls, coaching calls, and, and that's booked. And then from about 6, I would do, say, my own personally coaching calls or a team call or we're very big on one team in our company, so another team's call or anything like that. And then time with my husband. Awesome. Super. Uh, you know, people are successful, very structured. And like, like we said, if it's not scheduled, it's not going to happen because something else is going to come in there and take steal that time away. You've been awesome. Thank you so much for sharing. As you go towards the end of the show, some quick questions to pick your brain. And these could be quick one, two sentence answers. The first one is, what is one of your favorite success quotes that motivates you? I don't know off the top of my head, but it's uh, Marianne Williamson. And it's that one of, um, who am I to be? It's that whole, like, who are you not to be unique and brilliant and magnificent? Like, you playing small doesn't serve the world. That inspired me, inspired me eight years ago, and it inspired me even more today. So look that one up. Marianne Williamson, whatever that quote is called. What is one habit that's helped you become successful? Oh, but I'm like, I keep saying about relentless consistency. Just no matter what, that relentless consistency. Just be consistent with your product, first and foremost, with your product. And then, of course, relentless consistency in the business. Show up in some small way every single day and you cannot go wrong. What's the best piece of advice you ever received? Can I do one? So, okay, best piece of advice I received in the beginning was time for time, energy for energy. So, and that still serves me, like, incredibly today. So, you know, don't try and drag people, essentially. That's, that's the way. It's like someone's giving you time, give them time. If someone's giving you energy, give mm. them the energy in your team. Time for time, energy for energy. And then recently I went to Eric Warrior's GoPro, which was incredible, and he said something that has changed our business, and it was, for you to change or for things to change, you need to change. For things to get better, you need to get better. And it's a Jim Rohn quote. And that, like, that's led me in my leadership that, and that's changed our business. So, yeah. 
Yes, that's one of my favorite ones. In order for you, uh, I think another one. In order for your income to change, you must change. Right. Very good. What is your favorite prospecting tool? So say you have a qualified prospect right now. Do you add them to a Facebook group and send them a video or do you do Zoom right away? Do you meet them? Same, send- same, same. And just, I just think this, like human connection. Uh, yes. Do we have a Facebook prospecting page? Absolutely. Are they important? Yes. But I operate now, like I don't own Facebook and I don't own Instagram. If that shut down overnight, who have I become as a professional network marketer with a skill set? to still grow my business. Like that's how I operate and that's how we, we're training our team. So Zoom, people people want a desperate for human connection and they want to know that if they're going to join your team, they have access to you. So yes, hey, look, I absolutely pop them in a prospecting page definitely to keep it simmering. But the quicker I can get a woman on a Zoom, the better, just to connect with her and look her in the eyes and tell her she can do it. Do you have a favorite app on your phone or online resource like Dropbox or Evernote that you could recommend? Oh, I don't uh, look for social media. I was, I don't. I mean, I'm always like, if you're not on Instagram, I'm also like, if you're not on Instagram, you don't have a business. Like Instagram is amazing, but otherwise, there's no hacks that I like. I don't have a special. I don't schedule my posts. I don't. I mean, my one thing I will actually say is that my diary. I, people go, I they love paper. I'm an electronic diary girl, and all my diaries are synced. Actually, no. So I should know this answer. Calendly is my new one. Calendly is life-changing and that is the, I've set that up recently so the team have access to a link and you will know this moment because you've got one um, and the team can, and I, I open up my diary when it's going to suit me and the team just book it and it's brilliant because I've okayed the time slot and that's, again, that has changed the business. So they manage their own three-way calls, Zooms, coaching calls. I give them the time they can in the day I set that on a Sunday, and it's the, it's streamlined our business. It's turned us 100% professional. Yeah, you save a lot of time. You don't have to text back and forth about when's a good time to call, when you're free. Saves a lot of time. Exactly. Hey, what is one or two books that you could recommend to ML Nation? Oh, I'm going to do one for professional network marketers, and then I'm going to do one that's more about personal development because without that, we're never growing, so we're dead. So the network marketing one is GoPro. I mean, I listened to that. I got told to read and listen to that when I first started, and I took a day off work, naughty. But I remember I took a day off work because I started it, and I was so inspired. I just took the day off and listened to the whole thing in a day. Um, so GoPro by Eric Warre. And then The Big Leap by Gay Hendricks is, will change your life. Like, it just will change your life. So those two books. What are you currently reading right now? The Law of Attraction by Esther and Jerry Hicks, which is a little woo-woo, so sorry if that doesn't vibe with people, but it's unbelievable. But the next one that I'm reading, and I've read this a couple of years ago, but I was called back to it, is The Millionaire, what's the, um, Napoleon Hill. That's on my next read list. Thinking, not, not Thinking Grow Rich. Thinking Grow Rich, yeah. yeah. Yes, Thinking Grow Rich. It's, uh, it's something you can read, 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 read. Read, 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 and for 50 years and keep reading it. <laughs> it's a classic. Now, here's the last question, Anna. The million dollar question. You ready? Okay. So imagine you had to start all over again and you knew no one. So didn't know your family, didn't know your husband. Uh, you kind of like went to another planet where they spoke English, but you had all your current knowledge, skills, and wisdom. What's the first place you go or the first people you talk to to build an MLM business from scratch? 
The very first thing I would do, 150 million percent, is I would look at my calendar for the month ahead, and I still do this, and I would book it with as many events that vibe with me as possible to go and get in front of as many women, know your like avatar, like know who you want to work with, obviously. But as and I would just book myself out and go and find 50 new best friends. And I, I would of course add them to social media because you'd start your social media. But I I believe that new school meets old school network marketing is is how you have to do it. It can't all be done online. And so if I started again and this is how I build like it's important it's connection first and then social media second. So I yeah that's what I would do. I would book my my I would spend a day prioritizing finding as many events as possible that I could book the entire month and I would just go and get in front of as many incredible people as possible to connect with them and and see if we vibe and then obviously offer them an amazing opportunity. What type of events would you want to go to? So I would say I don't go to networking events because I feel like there everyone just wants to get their card out. I go to, you know, long lunches. I go to business chick ones. I go to, we've done, Morgan and I go to cooking classes. We are just about to start dance classes. We go to, I've gone to candle making workshops. I go to Kiki K, like dream workshops. To Like I find things that I love and that like, Dog, we've got a beautiful French bulldog child. Uh, we go to, you know, the dog park. So I go to places that are genuinely connect with me. Uh, like Morgs couldn't think of anything worse to go to those events. For him, it's like a barbecue. So it's just finding things that are really aligned with you, who you are, what you love, because that's where then the people that you genuinely connect with will be there. Networking events is like, I will go to networking events, but I go to genuinely find a business that I can give my business to. So a hairdresser or a, a signage person or, you know, something like that so I can actually use their business. I don't, because everyone's just trying to get their business cut out and I'm like, I'm just here to make some friends and, and see who I vibe with and, you know, have fun. Yeah. And when you do stuff like your passion, like you said, drawing, dog parks, cooking classes, you have fun. You live life and uh, build a business at the same time. Exactly. Hey, thank you so much. And as we wrap up, any last words or advice? And then what's the best way our listeners can connect with you? Best piece of advice is just that, like, have relentless consistency and know that our profession is the most, it is, it's the most beautiful, respected. And I say respected and people will be like, no, it's not. I'm like, well, that's right. So I'm like, no, because in my world it is because I respect it. So just know that whatever, however you're showing up in your own network is, is how other people are going to respond to you. So just own that network marketing isn't going anywhere. It's an abundant, beautiful, powerful profession that you should get to play in and, and you know, build your dream life uh, and it's not going anywhere. So if you respect it, other people will respect it. If you show up for it, other people will show up for it. And always just know your vibe attracts your tribe. So whoever you, whatever team you do want to attract to grow, Become that person first. And what's the best way people can connect with you? Oh, um, I always say social media. Like I, I'm massively on social media. So um, Instagram, Anna Rose Richards. Facebook is Anna Richards. You'll find me. I'm the redhead that posts a lot. So yeah, come play. Hey, ML Nation, you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. And today you may hang out with Anna Richards. So keep up the momentum. Go to mlnation.com. Just click on the podcast tab. You'll, you can see the episode for Anna Richards and all the links to the books she's talked about, the show notes. 
uh, Nuggets of Wisdom, and also her uh, link to her Facebook and Instagram will be there as well. Connect with her. Hey, in order to be successful in network marketing and life, you must help others. So Anna, thanks again for sharing your valuable time with ML Nation. We are grateful to you and we appreciate you for having a positive impact on millions of distributors worldwide. Thank you so much again and God bless you. Hey, ML Nation, Simon Chan here. Check out Anna Richards. Go to mlnation.com. Look at the show notes or the nuggets of wisdom and what she shared will be right there. Just click on mlnation.com and go to podcast and you see the show notes page there. Definitely connect with her. She posts a lot. You can see what she's doing online if you want to build online as well. Now, here's a couple lessons. Anna, it, big lesson, don't prejudge your prospects. If you looked at her, you probably thought she didn't need the business. She and her husband made great incomes, uh, cool jobs. But you know what? Like she said, everyone has a price. People are successful, by the way, all also looking for opportunity. And no one had approached her for network marketing before. That is probably a aha moment. You know, someone like that has been never been approached. And so if you're with prospects to say, no, move on, right? Network marketing may not be for everyone, but you got to move on. There's a lot of people out there driven, hungry, and uh, could be your chicken list people. They, def- they may not join, but they need to know about it. And you never know the next one could be like an Anna Richards. The good leaders are also good connectors. Anna talked about her friend that connected her with a stranger who exposed her to network marketing. By the way, that friend never joined network marketing, but it's not meant for her. She can be a customer, uh, but at the same time, don't force people. They can be a customer, but they may not want to do that business. Big aha moment for Anna was, you know, the event, right? We talked about company events. You, network marketing is built on events. You have to go to events, events, events. For her, is she just saw people, ordinary people, everyday people making it happen. And it's just, I love her the word she used, ordinary people doing extraordinary things on a large scale. And I think that's one of the best descriptions of network marketing I've heard of. Why new distributors struggle? If you're struggling, she talked about, you know, we talk about assertiveness. You're either too assertive, too in the people's face, and people get scared away, or the other extreme. You know, not letting anyone, you're keeping it a secret. You gotta find that, you know what? Instead of worrying about where, just share your journey. You know, be transparent, share people with people why you're doing it, and be consistent, and people will respect that. Speaking of respect, you gotta respect MLM. MLM's getting more and more respect, and it starts with you. You gotta respect it by respecting the business, right? Do the business every day. It's not a game, it's not a hobby. You gotta have that relentless consistency that Anna talked about. One of her worst moments was uh, criticism and haters. And I love it, you know, it's okay to be down because you're human. But it's what you do next, right? You can't control your first reaction, but you can control your second reaction. It's what you do. Do you still think about it or you take action? And one of the ways to get out of it is focus. What are you focusing on? Focus on the positive. And what she did was immediately that day, she did a team call and that got her out of that funk. I love what she said. Time for time. Who do you train with? Time for time. Energy for energy. Who gives you time? Who's prospecting? Who's building? Who feeds positive energy to you? Those are the people you're mentored with. You're not wasting time with the raw distributors. Time management here. If it's not scheduled, it's not going to get done. Anna shared her. She has a very structured schedule. And that's where she has freedom. You talk about from the morning, you know, what she does to her income producing activity time, to her team time, to team coaching calls. She has every hour basically structured in there. And every successful person, you know, that I know of who is good with time has things structured in that way. And the last thing is, million dollar question where do you meet people i love it just do life do things that you make you fun i'm just like anna i don't like to go to specific quote networking events 
because everyone's there trying to sell something. Instead, go somewhere where you have fun, right? Because those relationships are more genuine. They're more friendship. You're not thinking about selling or pitching something. You have better relationships there. And you just have fun. You can connect with people easier too, especially if you're new. If you're new, you've never done business before. It's hard to go to a networking event. What do you do? But if you have a hobby and you go to the like cooking class or you like sports, go to it's easy for you because that's something you like to do. It's easy to have start conversation. So there you go. Thanks again to Anna Riches. Thank you, MLM Nation, for listening. And now it's your turn. By the way, if you like the show, please leave us a review. And uh, now it's over to you. You know, have that relentless consistency that Anna talked about. Because uh, remember, we're in the business to help others. So go out there and have a positive impact on someone's life today. God bless you all. Thanks for joining us today. Now head over to MLMNation.net for valuable recaps of every show and also to get your free training resource on how to use online duplication to grow your business. Thanks again for being a part of this amazing profession. Thank you.